you're listening to the one two three show with me noreen mir on this thursday afternoon now if you like technology or an interested or are interested in special effects and videos then keep tuning in because in the next 15 minutes or so we're talking about modern techniques in creating visual effects in videos with alex sati the founder of digital dog studios welcome back on the program alex it's great to see you again how are you Good to see you too. Yeah, great. We Thanks are, for having me back. Thank you very much for, for joining us. We are on Facebook Live as well. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Alex there. Um, so, Alex, you know, it, I think it's safe to say um, special effects is just constantly evolving when you, when you compare sort of science fiction films from now and the 80s, back in the day. You really see how much has evolved. Um, what's your assessment, first of all, I mean, for, for those sort of effects back in the day? Uh, I mean, they they were amazing. Like, I mean, back in the day, it was definitely a lot more sort of practical effects where they would have little tiny models that were all sort of to scale. And then, uh, but like nowadays, everything is obviously done in the computer. But, uh, but I mean, if you go back and you watch a lot of the old movies, they still stand true and they're still, they still are really good. I mean, you watch Jurassic Park, it's still incredible, you know? Like, so there are some movies that have stood the test of time. Um, and then some, when you watch them again, you were like, oh, okay, I don't remember it being like that. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I think like it was amazing what people managed to do back in the day without having, you know, crazy uh, 3D software. Um, and, and actually, it, it's, it's, it's really cool because they were essentially pioneering it. You know, they, uh, George Lucas and all those guys, they basically were sort of uh, developing these tools as they were sort of making the movies. And, and it, was, it was very interesting because uh, they were literally discovering new things. You know, they would have the problem of like, they would, they would want to create like good looking fur or something like that. So the teams would literally go off and they would, uh, they would literally R&D and spend time building a system just for that. You know, now nowadays, um, a lot of these things have been created, but everything is always sort of uh, being improved. And and it's amazing um, how far technology has sort of come. And that's where people like you and your team come in, really help, you know, make these effects uh, realistic. Now, before we talk about some of these techniques, you're sitting in front of a green screen. Are we going to be seeing some special effects today? (laughs) Well, I thought that, you know, since we're talking about, uh, next-gen technology, it would be a good idea to sort of talk about where we're coming from first to, uh, to, to, to then, you know, talk about where we're going um, and, the, and the differences and the benefits of the new technology that we're going to be uh, sort of the next-gen of stuff, you know? Okay. Well, so so what hence is why next we're gen- in front of this beautiful green screen behind what, me. What does next-gen even mean? Next generation, what, what does that mean in, in this context? Um, in this context, so so it's all about how how can you uh, put these sort of how can you put people or create these sort of digital environments and put people in them, and so for for decades we were essentially using uh, green screens. So the idea is that uh, the human body doesn't have uh, very much green in it, so they picked green. And, uh, and then also sometimes you also have blue screens as well. So it's an easy color to sort of key out. So in the program, you, it'll select this, uh, this color of green 
and then just sort of remove it and sort of cut the people out so that you could then put them in a different environment. So that's the sort of idea uh, back in the day. And it was quite, it, the, there's a lot of difficulties with it. You would have to uh, have the green screen further away from the people so that you could then light it. So it was like a perfect single color of green. Um, and then that would make it a lot easier to sort of remove and post. Um, if you had, uh, like right now, this is a really bad lighting right now. Uh, it would be quite difficult to remove this because there's a lot, it's like darker in the corners and then brighter in the middle. But uh, the next generation of, uh, of uh, sort of uh, this sort of stuff, it, it, this is not an issue. And also with green screen, sometimes what will happen is you get the color green will sort of bounce off of people as well. So then you have all the issues of trying to remove the green. Um, whereas um, what's happening now is they're using this thing called uh, virtual production. So what you're, what you're essentially doing is you're creating the, uh, the CGI, the, all the visual effects and the environments uh, before you do the filming. And, uh, and what's happening is uh, you're sort of putting it into a game engine, which is uh, rendering in real time. So what that means is that uh, the director can look through his camera and see the, uh, wherever you want to put the people in real time while they're filming. So, so they'll have a, a special tracker, which is on top of the camera and the director can look through his monitor and see that the actors actually in space or in another location. Um, and, and that way the director has instant feedback uh, on how to capture the shots and also to direct the actors on how to act in whatever environments they're going to be in. That's amazing. So they can, he can actually factor in those special effects just as he's filming and then add the special effects in after without affecting the scene because he would have already positioned the actors or the props or whatever in, in place to begin with. That's amazing. Sorry, could you repeat that one more time? I don't think I can. I'll try. I just said that's so cool um, that the director can film the can 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 film the movie in um, already without. I mean, w with the special effects in mind because he can view exactly how to place those special effects in. So he won't have to. Mm. He, he'll film those actors in those positions to begin with already. I think yes, that's what yeah, I said. Yes, exactly. I think yeah. that's what I said. So so. What's, uh, what's also happening now, and I don't know if you've watched the TV series, uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, they, no. uh, there's a, guy, a director called John Favreau. He did the Avengers movies. He's been sort of the director of, um, of The Mandalorian, which is the new Star Wars TV series. It's phenomenal. And if you're a Star Wars fan, uh, there's a lot of people who really uh, geek out on it. Um, but I, I, I'm definitely one of those people. You are definitely. Um, and so what, what he's done in the, in the TV series is they're using uh, virtual production pretty much exclusively to do all of the shots. So they'll have all of the environments uh, created beforehand. And actually the actors, when they step onto a set, they'll actually have a massive uh, monitor or screen which spans the entire background. And, uh, and so, so what will happen is when the camera is moving, there's uh, enough, there's a tracker on the camera. So the perspective of what's going on behind is changing as the camera is moving. And what's, what's great about it is that 
because it's actually on a screen, which is behind the actors, the actors can turn around and see where they are. They can see the environment that they're in. And, and what that means is that they can uh, sort of uh, react and look at things, you know, correctly, you know, so, so the actors are, are getting that instant response and they know exactly when something is happening that's supposed to be happening behind them because before then, uh, you know, if, if it's a green screen, the actors have no idea what's really behind them, you know? So, so if, uh, if, if it's on a screen, which is being shown, they can have that really good they can react uh, instant. To it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They can really act a lot better. It, it helps them in, in a lot of ways. Um, and then also on top of that, let me just take out my big shiny, uh, chrome ball here. <laughs> it's not every day a guest so, takes out their big shiny chrome ball. And yes. So, so the, 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 the purpose of this and normally what happens in uh, visual effects is that you'll have, uh, one of these sort of on set. And the idea is that, um, uh, it's a reference for, uh, the, the post-production people, the visual effects artists to see what the reflections are like in, in the scene and also to, to be able to tell where the lights are coming from and all this sort of stuff. So the, the problem is though, in this Chrome ball, I can see the green screen behind. So, so, and also uh, what that means is that if you have like a shiny object in the scene, you're going to be getting all that, that green screen, oh, yeah. all the reflections. So, but if it's actually a real screen, which is spanning behind you, you're getting the, the realistic reflections off of the, uh, the actual screen behind you and not the green from the green screen. So, so, I mean, pe what people used to, the visual effects artists would be able to go in in post and add those reflections and everything like that to shiny objects, but it's just like an extra, extra amount of work, work that needs to be done. So, so and then also in, in the end, it never comes out looking as sort of realistic as it is if it's shot and caught in the camera. Um, so, I mean, maybe there's going to be some CG artists out there who are going to, you're going to be angry at me for saying that, but I think if the more that you can capture in the camera, uh, the usually the better result because or the then, more realistic result. Absolutely. Then you don't have to add too much afterwards, even though you are trying to create special effects, you still have to have, you know, the, the after you still have to add those effects afterwards. So Alex, maybe let's go back to sort of the beginning, um, a beginner's guide to special effects, you know, take us back to your journey. What was your sort of first special effects video? What did you make and what sorts of software did you use? You've come a long way. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel free to okay, say, feel free to, to say to paint, you can say paint. Is it Microsoft paint? You know, we all start there somewhere. Well, no. So, so when I think of visual effects, I think of, um, of actually putting like C CG objects into like, uh, a, a, a filmed like video. Um, and so, um, I think the first thing I ever did was I, what I, what I did was I, I captured a um there was like a little a little fly that was flying around my house <laughs> and i caught it in a cup and usually what i'll do is i'll take the fly and i'll take them outside and, and let them out but instead what i did was i decided that i would uh 3d model the fly okay. <laughs> and uh, and then what i did was i i i, I basically uh, made a 3d model out of it and then i used uh motion tracking software to sort of, and, and then I filmed my living room and then I put the fly 
a giant version of the fly into my uh, into my living room. <laughs> that was one of my favorite films in the eighties. The was it the eighties? The Fly. You know, Jeff. <laughs> what's his name? Jeff. Uh, uh, Goldblum or whatever his name yeah something like that anyway so um, and how, how has that evolved your journey what do you do now what sorts of projects are you working on and what sorts of uh, uh, special effects tools do you use which is sort of free as well because I know every time you come on yeah you, you there's, share. there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good free software out there um, I mean, the, the Adobe suite is pretty amazing, to be honest. Like, if you, you buy into the Adobe sort of collection, you, you can get After Effects, which is an amazing um, sort of compositing program, and you can do 3D tracking in there. Um, and you can actually do a remarkable amount of good visual effects in After Effects. And there's so many different plugins that you can buy, um, and the community is very big on that. Um, in the Hollywood studios, everybody tends to lean towards a program called Nuke. Um, and Nuke is uh, by a company called The Foundry. It's quite, it's a little bit more pricey, and, but it's something that I've been sort of uh, using for my last few projects. It's a, it's a very different way of thinking. So After Effects is like Photoshop, where it's a layer-based program. So you have one layer, you paint on top of that, you put more things on top of that. Whereas Nuke is done by nodes. So essentially you have all these different nodes and each node will do something different. And then you plug one into the next and into the next and into the next. And eventually at the end, you have your amazing visual effects shot. Um, but the, the most recent um, sort of project that I've been working on, which uses visual effects is for this uh, studio, sorry, not studio, a uh, attraction in Macau. I think I mentioned to you before where uh, we basically got a model in front of a green screen uh, and then we kept her head and then we put it onto a CG body. Uh, so that's the most recent visual effects uh, project that I've been working on. And so her body was made up of uh, like a like a ex machina style. Oh, so it's, wow. yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and so that's going to be shown uh, at the uh, the sort of uh, zip line attraction, which is going to be in Macau. Uh, which I believe is opening uh, early next year. Oh, wow, so, that's so cool. So it should be quite fun to go there and check it out. Um, uh, when when I decided when we decided to do this chat today, um, I looked at some, I did some research. I tried my best to do some research. And you mentioned one thing. You know, when we think of visual effects, we think of CGI. Another thing that popped up was bullet time or digital uh, com composi com compositing. What do those even mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, so so um, with bullet time, there's a few different ways to do that. Um, when when uh, the Matrix sort of uh, they did they did bullet time, uh, which was uh, you have a ring of cameras surrounding um, the actor, and uh, they all basically take a photograph at exactly the same moment. Uh, or one slightly after the other, if you want to have a little bit of movement, like a and, uh, like and then, a start-stop motion kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's almost like stop motion, except oh, you've got motion. a real person in there. Uh, but you have uh, really, really uh, good control over the cameras, and when you push a button, it it takes it. So like when Neo in the Matrix mm -hmm. did that thing where he was falling backwards, that's sort of bullet time. And um, there's what's what's really truly amazing where they're cutting the envelope now is they have these domes so think uh, a massive dome the size of a basketball 
uh, pitch. Okay, maybe, Whoa. but in in a, a circular dome basketball uh, court. court. Yes. Um, and uh, and so in that dome, they have cameras, thousands of cameras, all pointing inwards. And what they're doing is that they're they're essentially scanning everything inside. And because you have so many cameras all filming from different directions, it's actually sort of uh, scanning everything in the dome and creating 3D models of everything uh, in real time. Or if not in real time, it's sort of just capturing that information. So what that means is uh, you don't even need to have a cameraman in there. I, the, there was an example that I, I saw where uh, they have a, uh, it's like a wild, wild west uh, scene where there's cowboys and Indians uh, duking it out in the village. And that's all built inside this, uh, this dome. And what they can do is because they've essentially, they're scanning every single second, uh, several frames of 3D models of these people, they can actually move a, a virtual camera through that environment. Uh, and so what that means is that you can essentially put a camera anywhere uh, in that town, even when there's no camera. I, it's difficult to explain, but but like, if you uh, you would be able to have like just a camera that isn't there moving around and capturing things, uh, which is uh quite incredible. It's <laughs> incredible. Um, going back to the green screen uh, as well, um, earlier you, ma you made an interesting point, which made me think, you know, if you have a green screen, uh, essentially, uh, effectively, you can be filming anywhere. You can add weather effect. You can, you know, pretend it's, you know, there's blizzard or snowstorm um, or, or whatever. But how do you make it still look realistic? Because I think there are some productions where you can obviously tell that, oh, they, mm. they've added the special effects. You, yeah, I think the, 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 the studios where they call them invisible effects, where uh, you actually have no idea that, that what you're looking at is CG. Uh, and uh, a lot of the, uh, the more recent sort of TV shows or movies, like you would have absolutely no idea, you know? And, and sometimes you think, why would they do that in CG as well? You know? <laughs> it's like a, like a street. Uh, but but they probably have their reasons. Maybe it's budget or whatever. But um, but a lot of the time they'll literally uh, extend the entire street. And so I, I guess it would also be quite difficult as well to to block out an entire city street, um, you know, to do a, a movie shoot. So sometimes it's just easier to just have a small sample of a of a street and then have the rest as a, as an extended set, which is all sort of CG. Um, but yeah, it's it's amazing. Like you you so you use these compositing programs to essentially uh, put in your three D uh, environments and sort of seamlessly integrate them uh, with the lighting and everything like that uh, with the real environments as well. Um, and so there's there's uh, other uh, systems as well which are sort of used for like live broadcasting as well. So there's one one thing that I wanted to bring up was. Uh, there are systems uh, that sort of do real-time augmented reality for broadcasting. So uh, one of them is called Zero Density. Another one is called Pixitope. But essentially what they are is um, if you – I don't know if you've ever seen a weather channel where the, the weatherman will suddenly step to the side and the floor becomes like water or like – Wavy or you can see, and he's got – Yeah, you thing. can see – 
yeah. stuff happening around them that's obviously not real. Uh, it's but not. it looks like sorry. <laughs> But it's it's amazing because what they're what they're using is a, a sort of a real time uh, system which is done for broadcasting because that's broadcasted live, mm -hmm. and so those scenes uh, like with the Mandalorian they would have created those beforehand and then uh, using one of these systems like Zero Density or Pixitope what 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 it is it's essentially uh, having a, a broadcast ready camera. And then it, it uses a tracking method. There's, each of them uses a different method. Zero density tends to use these stars, which are sort of little dots on the ceiling. And it, it, as it's filming, it can see the dots. And from those dots, it figures out where the camera is and where it's angled. Um, whereas um, Pixitope uses a, 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 a thing called NCAM. And the NCAM system essentially is something that plugs onto the camera itself. But these... And, and that's sort of scanning everything. But these those sort of systems are still uh, really are not accessible to the public because I know that I looked at using the NCAM system for a project and it was something like $2 million. <laughs> and US, <laughs> well, do US dollars. Yeah, something like that. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. I, I, I need to double check. But yeah. it was it was a, it was a significant amount of money. Yeah. Um, so, so in the end, uh, we didn't end up, uh, unfortunately, the client didn't have the budget. <laughs> yeah. That's so. amazing. They are expensive, though, I, I can imagine, yeah. you know, they've but got to they, keep there it. Was one, there was one uh, example that I saw, which was really amazing. I think they use it for the Super Bowl, where they, they had this, the, the system looking over a stadium, and you actually saw a dragon from one of the, it was like uh, Dota or one of the, the the very popular games like League of Legends or something. And this dragon flies over the stadium and then lands uh, on the on the on the on the on the pitch. Uh, and it's it's really incredible what uh, what they can do in real time with these sort of systems now. And it looks realistic. Um, so, I mean, had had their oh, had, super, had the dragon realistic. been a real animal, then you'd think it's sort of a the real deal. Yeah, exactly. You could you could have had a, a herd of buffalo run out onto the stadium, and people watching at home would think, "Wow, that's that's happening," you know. Exactly. And and it's incredible because these things can also like they can read the. The, the lighting information or you can set up the lighting information and all this sort of stuff so that it really catches like shadows and realistic looking reflections. I, I was uh, at a studio and they had a zero density system here in Hong Kong. And what's incredible is that if you have a transparent bottle of water, it can actually have the refractions and everything through the bottle uh, looking super realistic. It's, it's quite amazing, actually. Um, I mean, eventually... I was going to say, how Sorry? far has technology come? You know. You yeah, no, it's it's incredible, and and you know, we I keep as a visual effects artist, I keep thinking to myself, at what point does uh, VFX just become so easy that anybody can do it? You know, but I, I think there's still a significant amount of work that has to go into it at this moment, anyway. Um, and I guess you can you can say that about everything these days. Like, at what point will a program be able to take over my 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 job? You know. Oh. <laughs> Wait, this is a topic for another day. But Alex, as always, <laughs> really really enjoyed chatting with you today. Remind our listeners once again: Have you got a website? Are you on social media? And how can we find out more about you and your work? 
Sorry, what was that? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries. I, I said, have you got a website or are you on Facebook? Oh. How can people find out more about your Oh, work? yes. So uh, my company is called uh, Digital Dog Studios. So that's www.digitaldogsstudios.com. Uh, and uh, it's also the same for Facebook and Instagram, Digital Dogs Studios. Excellent. Well, Alex, as always, thank you so much for joining us today. And I look forward to maybe catching up with you uh, just before Christmas in a month's time. And maybe we can talk about some Christmas special effects, um, something timely <laughs> like that. Right. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Bye for now. Cheers, Alex. And that's Alex right. Sati, the founder of Digital Dog Studios, joining us. Right.